spirit guide communications, I would wake up in the morning and go, ah, now I re now I spent the night talking to a guide about the meaning of the number seven, you know, and it would all mm. begin to sort of fill in. And, and when I was finally ready, many years later, I started doing it for a living. And I would work with a client and show them their path and their soul agreements and how it related to their career and their relationships and their purpose. And at the end of the session, they would say that was life changing. And hmm. so I felt, okay, well, I can keep doing this. And it's been that way for 20 something years. And it's how wow. I make my living. <laughs> Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever and wherever you are watching or listening. This is The Holistic Monitor, and I'm your host, Nick Sconia. The Holistic Monitor is a wellness podcast featuring life energy research, health and wellness transformation, self-improvement and empowerment, philosophy, spirituality, and now guest interviews as well. We look forward to your comments on our YouTube channel, at Holistic Monitor. And you can also listen on the go with us at Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, and more. And with that, let's get today's show started. Reverend Sue Frederick, you have a very long bio, lots and lots of facets, and lots of things that you've done. The first thing that jumps out to me, as something that I've looked at in my past, is uh, numerology. Mm. And it's something that you have studied for a very long time. Yeah, it's my favorite tool. <laughs> well, what uh, what drew you to numerology? Um, my husband's death when I was 29, turning 30. It was my great spiritual wake up call. Um, mm. He died from cancer and he suffered terribly for a year. And we were young and mountain climbers in the 70s and felt invincible and watching him suffer and die at such a young age really broke me open and sent me seeking spiritual answers you know like why mm. do good people suffer why does anybody suffer where did he go yeah. why am i still here um is this possibly something that i agreed to you know some people would say oh well this must be something you've agreed to experience and i go are you crazy i wouldn't have agreed to that mm -hmm. and um and so I was trying to figure out the answers to the hardest questions in life. And it was the early 80s, and the culture was certainly not in any kind of reflective place. You know, the 80s right. were Madonna and, you know, money and all this stuff. And so I kind of hid my little seeking journey of studying numerology and the reason I started studying it was a friend gave me a reading and she answered all those questions for me. And I was mm. like, you're the only person who has said something to me about why all this happened and made sense to me and felt true in my heart. And, and so then I just became obsessed with learning more about it and studied it. I mean, it was 1980, there was no internet. So I could, whatever right. few books I could gather, but mostly from studying people and mm -hmm. asking somebody their date of birth and figuring out their path and their reinvention cycles and what that meant in their life. 
And it was kind of that path of inquiry that brought me to my understanding of it. And also in spirit guide communications, I would wake up in the morning and go, ah, now I re now I spent the night talking to a guide about the meaning of the number seven, you know, and it would all mm. begin to sort of fill in. And and when I was finally ready, many years later, I started doing it for a living. And I would work with a client and show them their path and their soul agreements and how it related to their career and their relationships and their purpose. And at the end of the session, they would say that was life changing. And hmm. so I felt, okay, well, I can keep doing this. And it's been that way for 20 something years. <laughs> and it's how wow. I make my living. <laughs> That's awesome. So uh, something about numerology uh, that I find really fascinating is the simplicity of it. Yes. I got really into star signs by Linda Goodman around the time, uh, 99, 98, yeah. somewhere in there. And, uh, you know, a different method of mm -hmm. doing numerology. And then of course the ABC one, two, three version of it, which, uh, is also really good. Yeah. I love that. The name number and all of that. Yeah. yeah. So interesting. Yeah. yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. Uh, do you find, um, correlation or were you finding correlation or studies uh, involving astrology as well yeah in fact i was just looking for my workbook to show okay. you i have a numerology workbook aha uh -huh. uh -huh, that i've created <laughs> Oops, oh, like very good i can't really see it it's getting uh, it's getting it's on, blipped out but yes it's, that's... it's called sacred numerology and it's on amazon and what I have found, I simplified the numerology down to what really helps you see your purpose here mm. and understand your changing reinvention cycles. I also explain how to do the name number in here. But um, I, what I've decided over the years is that really focusing on the birth path and what your soul came to do is really what helps people the most because everybody is seeking that answer whether they yeah. get fired from a job or they lose a loved one or they hate their job their answer is what did i come here to do and how can i make a living from that and i wrote a book in 2008 called i see your dream job and it was all about mm. applying the numbers to your career and that book just took off. It was written about in the New York Times. I was flooded with clients. It was kind yeah. of crazy. Wow. And then, um, so then I wrote other books about numbers and relationships, numbers and healing grief, connecting to your departed. Um, mm -hmm. And my newest book, um, Through a Divine Lens, is about um, all kinds of spiritual perspectives, but mostly looking at your life through that soul's lens. And it includes the numerology as a tool to lift up and view your life from that mm. higher perspective. Yeah. Now, one of the things with the birth number is you need to know a specific day that you were born. Yeah. You'd need to know the actual to, to locate. Are you able, if a person is adopted, let's say, and they're not sure of their exact birth date, are you able to kind of zoom in based on their personality or what the traits well, that every they're showing? Everybody, even if they don't know an exact birth date, they are given a birth date on their 
their birth certificate um, or their adoption certificate. And I always say there are no accidents in the universe. So whatever date is written there is the date that your soul wanted you to consider as your entry date. And the way I look at numerology, it's different from a lot of people. I don't think some, some numerologists out there say that the numbers are just this random imprint that gets on your soul when you're born. And I see it totally different. I believe that we are all hanging out in the divine realms and we're looking down at this crazy earth world and we're saying, you know, they need help down there. <laughs> They're really <laughs> lost on earth. How and, and the guides go, who's willing to volunteer to go down there and help shift consciousness? And so, Nick, we raised our hands and we said, okay. And um, and they said, well, you know, when you get down there, you're going to forget forget that you're part of divinity and that you have yeah. a purpose and you'll get lost in that crazy world. And the guides say, but there will be signs to help you, whether it's intuition or numerology or astrology or all kinds of signs to help you remember who you are and find your way. And, and our universe is a benevolent God consciousness universe, in my opinion. And, mm-hmm. and so we all get in here and of course we forget who we are. And of course we have terrible pain stories that we push through, but the purpose of it all is to wake up and remember that we're a divine being. We're not just a physical body in a physical world. And when we use those sacred tools, whether it's numerology, astrology, intuition, all the different ways we can lift up and see life from that soul's view, ah, then we take a breath and we, it's like we finally begin to remember who we are and we're not just trapped as cogs in a wheel here. We realize, oh, this is intentional. I came here on purpose to make a difference in my unique way. And my pain story is my fuel for doing my great work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they say uh, numbers are infinite. And so because of that, it's the language of the gods or God, that it's a, a way for us to contact that infinite source because it is a infinite structure. And did you know that Pythagoras, who created our number system, is the founder of numerology and Mm. he had a school of enlightenment and he taught this mystical meaning of numbers and he said numbers don't just mean quantity they have a a mystical meaning as well and Mm. this you know that got written out of our algebra book yeah right no it's true (laughs) and so so we use pythagoras's number system but we you know, we go, oh, that's woo-woo stuff, that numerology. Mm-hmm. You know, Pythagoras is laughing at humanity as well as God and all the beings. They're going, oh, my God, those people are so lost in their logic minds down there. And they're yeah. only seeing a small part of the picture of reality. Yeah, and that seems to be the the purpose and the point is to forget and to remember or to forget up. and to evolve. Yeah. Um, and when you look at it in numbers going to that infinite and you mm-hmm. breach the realm of time space where you're kind of in this linear progression mm-hmm. uh, you have access to other lives and that seems to be uh, agreeing with what you're saying a lot of different um, practices and well, beliefs am, are kind of 
in yeah. collaboration with that. I'm so blessed because I also idea. took the training to become a soul regression therapist several years ago. And so I do that mm. with my clients as well. I take them on a guided meditation journey to go into the divine realms, have a conversation with their guides, even with their departed loved ones, their council of elder souls guiding them, and then mm -hmm. drop into a significant past life that has meaning for today, and then come back and we process it all. I mean, it's profound for me because I get to go on that journey with each client, you know, and what's mm. also, and that's what I wrote about in my newest book through a divine lens is I have transcripts in there from these soul journeys with clients. And it's profound because a mother will be grieving the loss of her child and we'll do the numerology first and she'll go, wow, I really understand my son now and, and why he couldn't stay and the kind of in evolved sensitive being that he was, he wasn't going to be able to stay long on earth. And I see my soul agreement with him. And so now when we go on the past life journey, the mom will realize, oh, in the past life, I was, you know, partners with my, with my, the soul who was my son in this life. And these certain things happened and we needed to kind of balance it out in our, in our connection and our soul agreements. And so we came back for this journey of me losing him. And they're the ones saying, wow, this really helps me. This helps me put it in a different perspective because now I'm not just the mom who lost her beloved son. I'm a soul who's loved my son's soul throughout time for eons. Mm -hmm. And we've done many different relationships with each other. And we're our greatest, we're each other's greatest teachers. Yeah, that's amazing. And now it's a whole different perspective. Well, they get, uh, the client gets the acknowledgement and you also get acknowledgement as well. The confirmation that, uh, you know, this is, this is reality. The reality yeah. that is <laughs> the know. reality i know that's reality, right that's why i say i'm the luckiest person in the world to do this for a living because i don't have those doubts that other people have because yeah. it's something i know in my cells and it's something i experience every day with my clients it started with my husband paul dying and coming back and showing me and telling me and explaining me so to me so many things about how it works in the divine realms and you know that and that's been 43 years since he crossed mm. and he still comes back he came back uh, in july for his um they call it the angel versary of his crossing he came mm. back in july and gave me a very vivid powerful sign again so those spirits that we love that cross before us they are so alive in spirit and they are watching us and trying to help us because they know we're still in school. It's like they're trying to help <laughs> us pass the test down here so that so that when we join them, we're proud of how we've lived our lives. Yeah, yeah. And that, and that uh, idea with having a veil over our eyes mm -hmm. in our life, I think it's very important that we start out that way, that we kind of, it's, but it's sort of like, yeah. The veil is sort of like believing in Santa Claus. Right. You know, that there's nothing else. Right. Right. <laughs> and that we have to find that like we have to have that awakening where we find um our ourselves. 
-hmm. within all of the uh, within all of the structures and what I call the labyrinth of life. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And, and, you know, the reason we have to forget when we come in is because we wouldn't be able to walk through this journey with an open heart, learning and growing if we remembered. Yeah. In fact, I was watching a, a Netflix documentary recently called Surviving Death. And on the mm. sixth episode, it's about reincarnation. And they interview some children who didn't come in with the veil and they mm. were remembering their past lives. And these young children, like one boy in particular was crying and grieving and he'd wake up in the night and go, mom, he'd say to his mother, I want to go home. I want to see my children. You know, where's my family? And his mother didn't know what to do with a three-year-old child saying these things. And <laughs> so it doesn't, we couldn't function here if we didn't yeah. have that veil. And right. when we do these brief journeys in a soul regression, you know, we get lifted up and we, we remember it all, but you know, then we go back to work the next day and we still right. have to be able to function here. But I do feel that consciousness is shifting right now. So uh, rapidly mm -hmm. that we're reaching a point where there's going to be a lot more uh, people aware that they're not just physical bodies in a physical world. And our intuition is getting stronger than ever. And more and more people are able to see and experience the presence of their departed. So that mm -hmm. veil is getting very, very thin. And that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we were coming out of an old age, mm -hmm. a Piscean age or right. a Kali Yuga. Um, and they say we're moving out of the Kali Yuga, the Kali Yuga or into the Aquarian age, uh, which is definitely marked by um, what I call the clouds, which having our mind high and high and above, Yeah. Uh, but fixed, you know, with our feet on the ground. So yeah. grounded yet uh, able to dream, able to travel, yeah. able to experience things that are outside of our yes. physical body. And, and you know, that's never happened before on earth that we've been here in the physical, and also able to see the divine realms and imagine what mm. that will be like when consciousness reaches that pinnacle of vibration and we are able to do that. You know, there's no death then, there's no right. grief, <laughs> there's, yeah. no, um, there's no sense of drudgery, I'm just here to make a living. Boy, that paradigm needs to get thrown <laughs> out immediately because nobody is just here to make a living. We are right. all here to fulfill our soul's purpose. If the, if the world could really embrace and explore that idea, this would be a different world. Yeah, well, that seems to be what is coming about. If you move into this new age where uh, the mind is kind of king, yeah. uh, they say a thousand years of peace is the expectation. And, and that kind of idea uh, is uh, leaning towards the idea of collaboration, community, right. uh, respect, things that uh, you would get out of an Aquarian or out of an air sign. Even, right. Right. Uh, is not the place where we were, which was much more emotionally drawn. Um, you know, the, the Piscean, uh, idea of, um, feeling mm -hmm. everything and, and nothing wrong with that. Just that, um, 
it's not necessarily the same type of communication mm -hmm. where you can talk with the heart and that's wonderful. Whereas Aquarius, you can talk through the mind. <laughs> you, know, mm -hmm. you don't have to say as many words to get the point across. Yeah. Words, um, words always mess it up, don't they? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, it's a given, right? And we, what we do see with Aquarius is uh, a lot more communication, and we're finding a lot more miscommunication online. You know, uh, oh, texting gosh. is a great way to get something wrong. Oh, yeah. Because it does lack the... The heart. Uh, yeah, it lacks the heart. Mm -hmm. So I think it's an important balance that has to, uh, yeah. I guess, be become a reality for people that, that it can't be all thought. It does have to have that compassion that universal or divine love has to be has to play a part within it well the way i see it is that where we're headed what the goal of humanity is is to embody love and compassion for each other no matter how people behave and that's the hardest call humanity mm -hmm. has ever had and the reason that the world is so crazy right now is because we're learning that we can't live in our ideas anymore there was a time when if i studied the right books and read the right research or watched the right news stories i could argue my point and convince somebody else you know my ideas were right but that is all crumbling and it's right. good because now my ideas don't mean a thing what me matters is if my neighbor disagrees with me, you know, violently about politics, can we still love each other? Can we be kind? Can we be compassionate? That is the world we are trying to move into. And it's going to strip away everything we've known. And I think there may even be some sort of unrest here in the in our country in the next few mm -hmm. years as people sort of dismantle the old way of I'm right and you're wrong <laughs> until yeah. we finally begin to learn, wow, at the end of the day, all that matters is that we love and help and be kind to each other. Yeah. And, and being a superpower, it's kind of a difficult uh, idea to allow others room to breathe. <laughs> you <know? laughs> but, you what know, this be? is going to be visited. There are interplanetary galaxies with very advanced civilizations, and they have already been walking our earth and making sure we don't destroy ourselves. And yeah. they will be arriving at times when we're ready to provide energy, free energy that will change our economic-based society, all sorts of things that will shift in the next decade so that mm -hmm. the world world will be not economically based and there won't need to be a world power there will be i mean a country power there will be right. a global power and that we will learn that um we're here to do you know it, it really it's so funny because my husband is a huge star trek fan you know all the mm -hmm. way back to the original episodes and and there's those episodes where you know captain um, Captain Kirk says, oh, yes, that's one of those economically based primitive societies, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and yeah. they travel and what they do is travel the galaxy, just making sure that they're keeping the peace, you know, that's yeah. kind of a reality about what we are headed to about a greater sense of interplanetary global, not global, but galaxy uh, wholeness, rather than just worrying about our little country here. Yeah, exactly. Uh, fake uh, lines 
in the ground that uh, aren't visible. <laughs> They're right, not even right. there. <laughs> and and you went there. Uh, I didn't have to go there, so that's great. Uh, there is <laughs> there's a lot of uh, things going on these days yes, in regards to uh, the uh, coming of others. Right. Oh yeah. Awakening for people that are kind of like, oh, they're, they're starting to, and, and this is quite honestly, it's part of why I put this show on is because I want people to investigate and, uh, you know, expand their horizons in their mind of other possibilities. Yeah. Oh, philosophize, it's time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what, well, what's really interesting is that you can parallel uh, Gene Roddenberry's Star Trek yeah. um into so many things and what an intelligent um, I know. writer and creator. He was a, he was a precognitive being truly, yeah. you know, really seeing into the future and then presenting it to humanity in a fun, entertaining way yeah. so that we could kind of get our minds around it. But, you know, I'm, I'm sure I'm aware, I'm sure you are too, of people like Dr. Stephen Greer and people who even used to work in the government who, now are saying, you know, our, we've known, our government has known about alien civilizations for a long yeah. time and even stolen some of the technology from them to create things mm -hmm. here on earth. You know, that sort of stuff, once the structure of who holds the power crumbles, the truth right. sort of comes out. And the truth is that we are so much more than these little human beings that we think we are here on earth. And that these other galaxies, for the most part, are more advanced and benevolent, not out to destroy right. us the way so many stories would have us believe. Well, one of the things that I find uh, fascinating about the topic of aliens, and that's what, you know, is a very broad subject, obviously, <laughs> yes. is that idea of uh, watchers and um, this idea that there are um there is a greater community that is uh somewhere up there or somewhere that is um maintaining some kind of control right. and uh kind of watching over and seeming to potentially uh work to evolve our species right there's a lot that goes into that and it's you know a very long subject mm -hmm. uh, but it does seem to get tangled in to the soul's journey yeah. And if you ask me, I would say it also does involve numbers, numerical sequences. Mm -hmm. People see one, yeah. one, one. Yes. Um, what, in your opinion, is the uh, the phenomenon when people see sequences of numbers on the clock? Um, I've always seen I've always seen that as the soul trying to remind you of who you are. So for example, mm -hmm. if you see the 11, which is a sacred number or the 22 or the 33, these certain numbers that are sacred numbers, it's like your soul is saying, come on, wake up, get out of your sleepwalking life and remember that there's a higher purpose here, a bigger journey. Um, and so people often, my grieving parents that I work with will tell me, you know, that they feel that their son or their departed child is showing them certain numbers to show mm. that he's still around. It might be a number that he wore on his football jersey or something. And yes, spirit does communicate with us that way to say, look, I'm here, you know, I'm still around. I'm trying to make you smile. Yeah. Um, so yes, the universe makes numbers are a way of communication 
you know, breaking it down to language, breaking it down to frequencies, uh, vibrational um, numbers, everything can break down to numbers. But I think what you started to talk about is so interesting about how the interplanetary beings also kind of tangle up with the soul journey. And here's what I I believe about that. So mm -hmm. um, I believe that some souls come to earth from other galaxies. They're called interplanetary beings and they incarnate here and they, they look like a normal person, except that usually um, they have some differences. Like they might be geniuses way ahead of their times, you know, they're really smart usually, but always they think differently than most people think on earth. And they've come in to facilitate the growth of technology and all sorts of things that humans need. And then there are souls that come in through the angelic realms who just come in to help heal and awaken humans here. Of course, they have to wake up while they're here too, or they'll just go through life with their eyes closed like everybody else. And then there are souls who incarnate thousands and thousands of lifetimes here on earth. And they simply are learning to be leaders and often they'll run huge corporations. For example, they're very comfortable in the earth body, very comfortable mm -hmm. in the money game, very comfortable here in the structure that we've set up. And what I've also heard and learned is that right now the inter interplanetary galaxy beings are debating with the angelic realm beings about if earth is worth saving <laughs> and the angelic yeah. beings <laughs> yeah and the angelic yeah. beings are saying well of course that's why we're here we're trying to save them and help them remember compassion and love and the interplanetary beings are going well you know it might this planet might just be a write-off you know <laughs> it just might might be yeah, something this, this round right you know yeah um so that debate is so in some circles, they talk about that debate. And so I personally, from my own soul regressions, I think that I've come in from the angelic realms. And so I'm really all about saving humanity, you know, and trying to help people wow. wake up here. Um, but I'm curious what you think about that. And where do you think your soul is from? <laughs> Vega, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I, I feel that, that that is a nice blend because that for a lot of people uh, causes a lot of uh, confusion. Yeah. Angels, yeah. aliens, what is going on? Uh, right. they, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of pushback uh, from one camp to another. Right. Uh, the ancient alien theory basically says, well, then there are no gods, uh, gods or the gods are aliens. Well, you know. wait, wait, let me just let me <laughs> tell you a different way to look at that. The ancient yeah. alien theory is probably right, but so is the understanding that we come from a God consciousness, divine realms, that there is yeah. God, but God may not have been the God written about literally in the Old Testament. That may be an entanglement of, you know, alien visitations and the God consciousness story unfolding. But I will say that... Mm. There have been spiritual teachers, you know, Jesus, Buddha, um, also every tradition talks, tells the story of a human on earth who achieved enlightenment. And even in the rewriting of the Christian Bible, 
if you go back to the original Aramaic scriptures, Jesus mm -hmm. said, I give you a new commandment and it's more important than all the others. And it is to love one another. And that's what his message was. It wasn't about you have to be saved through Christ. You know, he didn't talk about Christ. He wasn't a Christian. He started right. a movement exactly. of love and <laughs> compassion, you know, yeah. and it was later on, it was Paul and other people who never, Paul never even met Jesus. Right you know yeah and, and he starts many years later right yeah uh, 90 he, or 100 ad or something right. like that and yeah. he says oh we can only be saved through jesus and he started that whole belief system that everybody else is going to hell and except for people saved by jesus you know jesus was an enlightened being i keep waiting for him to come back and go all right people you <laughs> really messed up what i was trying to tell you you know <laughs> Yeah. And, but now a lot of a lot of people kind of want that. They want uh, somebody to come in and, and just fix everything. Mm -hmm. And my my feeling and let me know if, what you think. But my feeling is that um, that ball is in our court. Like, if you want it, you. you've got to do it. That's you know? right. Sort it's, of on the line of Star Trek, where it's like, if this civilization is ready to advance into the greater galactic world, the universe, then uh they will do the right things I totally uh, they won't agree. take the big weapon they'll take right. the, the water or whatever <laughs> and, it, and it even you know yeah. you can even narrow that down to each person on earth believing that something will save them whether it's a new relationship or a new job or right. or jesus you know when really each soul it's up to each soul to elevate their consciousness grow yeah. and evolve and save themselves but of course we can help each other you know by loving each other by being compassionate by being kind by sharing ideas that are uncomfortable but plant a seed to make people think differently um mm. conversations like we're having nick you know if anybody listens to this they may go oh that's all hogwash but <laughs> Maybe five years from now, they'll be going, right. you know, I once heard this thing and I've been thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. That's exactly how it works. That's exactly how it works. Mm -hmm. Well, it's a great conversation. Yeah. Uh, you've written a lot of books. Yes. Uh, do you have a favorite? <laughs> My newest one, Through a Divine Lens, yeah. Practices to Quiet the Ego and Align with the Soul. That's great. And well, that sounds like a... Yeah, and Amazon, so they can search um, uh, your name as well. And my website is suefrederick.com. So if they go to suefrederick.com, all my books are there and it links it off to Amazon. Um, and this Sacred Numerology Workbook is on Amazon. And, and then my newest book, Through a Divine Lens. Yeah, very good. They're all on Amazon. And they really help people to shift into that higher perspective and remember that we're not just little victim beings in a physical world. And the more of us who can really wake up to that higher understanding, you know, we can save Earth this way, Nick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Raise the vibration. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> Wonderful. So great to talk to you. And I hope we can do it again. Yeah, it was really fun. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. And uh, have a great night. All right, you too. Thank you. Take care.